What's up, everybody? Welcome back for episode two of the Longa Life podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Longa, and on this badass episode, we have my new friend and brother, Brandon O'Shoden. My buddy Brandon is a strength and conditioning coach and entrepreneur, and this dude takes like a holistic approach to a whole body approach to health and wellness and it's it's pretty cool how he here he goes about it loves organic food into keeping our soil healthy and regenerating our planet's environment beautiful things absolutely beautiful brandon was once homeless Stu was living in his car and the story around it's crazy but through determination and this laser focus like an open mind for the stuff that you wouldn't even imagine he was able to achieve his dreams and he's still working to get them even bigger and bigger which is awesome uh, in this episode we discuss so many cool things like how to raise your frequency especially when it's down way low in the depths and how to recognize that and that stuff is like real crucial to when you're trying to get to the next level of your dreams um, this thing he talked about idealizing your dreams and how it can be such a trap and and how it can just hold you down is something that i never heard before and it blew the top off my head um brandon discovered mentors throughout his his journey and that's what i mean about his open-mindedness because some came out of nowhere so you watch his his transformation through discovering these people and then how he used these people's help to become his greatest self absolutely amazing um we had a couple glitches in the recording you know here and there you record on zoom and some blips here happen every now and again so we apologize for that and um it shouldn't be that bad i hope you still enjoy everything um other than that brandon dropped some fire in this episode so i hope you're ready get excited get your notebook out and here we go brandon Oh, Shoden. Now let's jump right into it, dude, because we just met the other day and this like popped off out of nowhere and everything you said the other day hit home for me in ways I can't even begin to tell you. It was intense. So it was, it's just nice to see that there's somebody else out there that shares a similar mindset that's in the same space. It's just, it was beautiful. So uh, yeah, if you could just introduce yourself and let everybody know who you are, what you're about, that'd be awesome. Um, Brandon O'Shoden, I've been, I've been doing strength conditioning uh, for about 14 years. I started when I was a sophomore in high school, not when I was a junior in high school. I'm 30 years old now, so quite a while ago. Um, but about five years ago, I got into holistic health and um, just been taking a path. I, I, I don't even know. It's hard for me to say, like, you know, introduce myself because that's a constant question. Um, I, I understand, yeah. Myself is like, what do I do? Is, is it strength conditioning? You know, is it person development? Is it mm. holistic health? So I, holistic health seems to be the closest thing to it, but I wouldn't even say that. I kind of just, really, I feel like I work on myself. I go through my own daily um, opportunities for growth and find things that interest me. Mm-hmm. And then I, I share those things with people who need it. It seems like every you know, people just come to me and um, I attract people who who are dealing with a similar situation as something that I'm either going through currently or I've gone through. And so I just share insight and um, I've been able to build a life based upon that. So, Well, hey, then, you know, obviously you had some things that started getting you on this path. Uh, through your upbringing, I'm sure. Can you maybe you ex- tell us a little bit about like your upbringing, how thing, how you, what your childhood was like, and you know how you got to become a personal trainer. What 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 really put you in that place of knowing that that was what you wanted out of life? Mm, I actually didn't know. It's funny because I never knew what a personal trainer was. So like growing up, I thought I was going to be a veterinarian for a long time, probably until I got into high school, and then I realized that uh, I didn't ever want to cut animals. Biology of animals. They used to have so many reptiles, so many different animals and things like that. Um, and then once I got around high school, I thought I wanted to be the mayor because I always wanted to make an impact in the city that I was from. Mm-hmm. And um, I just felt like I don't know when, when I was when I was very young. I believe had to be before second grade, so maybe like maybe before school. 
um, I was, my mom took me to the library and the mayor of the city was there and she gave me a book. Like she just gave me a book to keep. No and way. it was called The Shadow of the Fox. And I read that book, you know, and, and just by, you know, that was the first book I ever read. And I just started reading, reading, you know, I just started reading everything. And so like by the time I got to second grade, I had like a, a test in like high school reading, you know what I mean? Um, but I had a learning disability, you know what I mean? So it was kind of, uh-huh. it was kind of like a thing where it's like, you know, everyone always said I had a learning disability, but I was able to read very well, very comprehend things mm-hmm. very well. Um, so I guess I kind of always just wanted to make that type of impact that was made up on me because, you know, even now, you know, I just read, you know, we just did a little bit reading with my daughter. It's nothing but books stacked all around me. It's just mm-hmm. like everything has been based off of reading. I'm, you know, self-taught, you know, I just read a lot and things mm-hmm. like it's me. Um, but my, I think what probably got me into working out fitness was like my dad, I didn't grow up with my dad, but you know, and I didn't see him a lot, but every time I seen him, he was just huge, you know, he wasn't a bodybuilder, but just very muscular mm. figure. You know what I mean? He always had like a dumbbell neck, like how I have this, this is, this is a stoic philosophy. It just says a more fati, um, not merely to bear what is necessary, but to love it. Um, but wow. he had a dumbbell, you know what I mean? Here. So. I kind of, I growing up, I always wanted to be, uh, the next time he saw me, I wanted to be bigger. You know what I mean? Because it'd be like years in between. So I'd be like, when he sees me next, I'm be bigger than him. You know, I never got, I never caught him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, never, I never caught him. But um, I, that and then my, and, and that's my father's side. My, my mom's side, I had, um, you know, there's a lot of pe- people in my family with health issues. And so I knew what not to do. Mm. Uh, a lot of obesity, you know, and heart disease and things like that. And so um, kind of motivated me to to take a different route and also motivated me to kind of learn how I could help. And so it's probably just a mixture of a lot of different things, man. I was, it's really hard. It's really, it's funny because I, you only, you know, you only notice things in hindsight, right? So it'd be, I can remember being in fifth grade and sixth grade and, you know, tying myself in pushups. How many pushups can I do in, in 10 minutes? How many pushups can I do in an hour? waking up at 5 a.m. and jogging around the block. And and nobody, of course, my age was doing that, but I didn't think of it like, I'm going to do this so that I can be a personal trainer. It actually wasn't until um, probably, I think I was, I was already, uh, even I was already out of high school, you know, when I decided to become a personal trainer. You know, I'd heard about it at that point, but mm. – it just never, it was just never a thing. I was just, it was just something that I was, you know what it was? It was more stress management. It was a tool for, for me right. and I would help people with it, but it was more stress management. Um, you know, all the anger and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that to take it out and use it constructively. So, yeah. Yeah, man, that's unbelievable. Uh, so you said something that, um, that got me pretty good. Uh, two different sides of, of how you thought about fitness. You had your dad, but you saw that was this really big man that you just wanted to be like that. You wanted to be that size. And then you had your mom who was on the other side of that and had, had health issues in the family. And it's funny how you uh, alchemized both of those because as what I've seen, your approach seems to be double-ended. It's not just about being super huge. It's also about connecting with yourself deeply and understanding maybe why you want to be that huge and then not looking at that as the only reason for your fitness. You just seem to have a much more whole body, whole mind, whole soul approach to your fitness. That came, now that came later. So, so really? I, it's funny because, you know, the environment I grew up in, I always thought like how I think now, but you kind of, re- you know, I, I rejected myself for most mm. of my life. I did. I wouldn't allow myself to, think how I think or be how I just be myself because I didn't fit into any environment. And then I finally just realized like, I don't fit in anywhere. There's no mm. place that I really, that I really fit into. But like, you know, when you're in high school and middle school and stuff, you're trying to hang out, you're trying to be one of the guys or you're trying to get, Oh yeah. Trying to do stuff. But like, I will be doing stuff that just like, I, I always knew better. You know what I mean? And like mm. I always knew. So, and when I, when I probably, it's funny because this whole thing, we're in a quarantine and it really took isolation for me to start to accept myself and start to see. Because when I, I was, I had been after high school, you know, maybe this 2012, I start pursuing becoming a personal trainer. 
And um, as I started to pursue it, it was like, like when I when I put my I'm a, I have a very obsessive personality. So like when I put my mind to something, it's like I'm only doing that one thing. Like I just wanted to be personal trainer. I didn't want to be rich. I didn't want. To, I looked at payscale.com. You know what I mean? And saw that the average personal trainer. I think they said make twenty two thousand dollars a year. Right. I adjusted my vision for my life to make that because I'm like this is what I want to do. I don't care if I'm making any money. Wow. So I was like. Cause I was already doing it, you know. What I mean, I was yeah. in fitness, so I was like, "This, if I could just work out, you know, for a living, like, yeah. <laughs> work out, like, then cool." So, um, as I was pursuing that goal, though, you know, it's like it's like anything, though. Anytime you start to pursue a goal, you know, you anytime you go again, it goes back to what we were talking about on the other call, the terror barrier. You know, anytime you start yeah. to pursue something that's outside of your comfort zone, that's outside of your self image, you know, every the life that you built prior to that is going to try to pull you back. So it's like. You know, during that process, I had, you know, had an eviction, car repossession. I crashed a, a you know, a U-Haul into a school bus. So I had to deal with all of that. Wow. Like all these things were happening like day after day after day after day. And so it left me in a point where I didn't want to, I didn't want to tell this to my family because, you know, your family's going to try to support you and be like, oh, you can come live with me and come do this, you know, but it would be taken away off track of my goal. And I didn't have any of my friends that I could relate to about it because I only hung out with like a couple people and they were like, you know, we're 22, 23 years old. They just want to party, you know? So I just was just completely by myself. I just isolated myself from everybody and started to listen into personal development, personal growth things. And I started to see that, you know, actually what I was going through, all the transitions I was going through, all the feelings or feeling were actually pretty common to people mm. When they, you know, most people have to hit rock bottom before they change their life. It takes that, that to be by yourself to finally become quiet enough to kind of hear your own inner voice. And so just going through that process is what, that's why I said there's like, there's a strength conditioning part to it, but it took that me going through that for me to start to realize like, wow, okay, my thoughts actually do create things mm. or that, you know, I think like, like I said, a lot of those things that were happening that were bad in my life were like day after day after day. And it wasn't because I wasn't trying or I wasn't uh, pot, like um, I was doing anything wrong. It was the vibration that I kept myself in. I always expected the worst. Like I literally expected the worst to happen. I would work for the best, but I was expecting the worst. And so the frequency that I brought, that I kept myself in always attracted the opportunities for me mm. to get respected, which was the worst. And I made that little, once I understood from Bob Proctor that you can make that little shift and just um, think as if you already were the person that you want to be, mm. you know, it's, it's one thing to say it. And we talked again, that's something we talked about a little bit, like consciously, some people are like trying to use the law of attraction and say, oh yeah, I want this, I want this. They're thinking of it as a conscious level, but it doesn't work because they think of it at a top, very top layer level. And as soon as something comes up into their physical reality that is opposite of what it is that they claim they're like oh i knew this didn't work oh i knew i was tripping so so they go back into their habits they go back into their subconscious mind they step mm. back whereas to i was at the bottom I, it was so low for me there was literally you know there was nothing right right it was for me to lose i lost it all so i would just think as if i was a person and what i would see things that didn't align like example is my car i got repossessed i was you know, staying in my car for a little bit, but it got repossessed. And wow. it was, and it because I was training for, I was bouncing at a night, I was training at a gym from 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. for free, trying to build up my name as a, as a trainer. You got to build your reputation. Mm. I bounced at a nightclub a couple times a week, and they paid me whenever they felt like paying me. It was a Spanish nightclub. I know no Espanol. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, and no. Who do I collect the money from? There's no money being collected. Oh, no, man. The funds were low. But I finally got enough money to get my car out of repossession. I, I, and it got repossessed because I stacked all the money up so that I could pay for my personal training certification so that I could finally start to get paid for training. But I got the certification. I, I got that. I, I, I bought it, took the test in a week, didn't miss a single question. But I still didn't get paid. You know, it was the mm. you know, politics of working for a gym. And so I finally stacked up enough money. I went to the repossession, gave him the money. I was happy. I'm like, all oh, this personal growth thing is working. I was mm -hmm. seeing myself being successful. I got it. I put the car in it, you know, the the, the key in the <laughs> I turn it, 
nothing. Like, hold on. No way. Batter, battery's dead. So now I spent all of the money that I've been stacking up to get my car back. Right. At, back to zero. And oh my I took God. the car there because now I have, um, I can't get it out. And now they're charging me for storage. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, but even when that happened, I was walking past the Kroger's on my way back, walking from the repossession lot to the gym. And I stopped at the um, Kroger's and I picked up the DuPont registry and I said, you know what? I'm just going to get a new car. Because if I already was the person that I see myself to be, why would I be driving that anyway? Wow. And then like two months later, I had a brand new BMW 745. Get out of town, man. It was a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) In in hindsight, again. Yeah. But you still manifested it, which is cool. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. I I want people to know, like, you can manifest anything. It doesn't make make it the right thing to do. Like, to me, that was a symbol of success. And you like. You know, hopefully we can get past symbols because, like, yeah, there was no reason for me to be, yeah. But yeah, I, I understand, that. yeah. But you know, yeah. But that's when I started to, you know, that that was a start. You know, what I mean, with to see, like, oh, okay, the mind is actually, you know, my imagination creates things, or I, I can, I can alter my life. I alter my thought process, and then it's mm. more, um. You know, once I once I I start after that, I start manifesting a lot of stuff. I mean, everything that I could pop, possibly imagine. Wow! Then I start to realize like it doesn't. It really isn't anything that you can get that's going to be worth anything after you get it. As far as the way that you truly feel, mm. just that I got the car and the car wasn't it. I'm right. Traveling. I'm going everywhere. I'm like all the stuff is like it's nothing. Even the I wanted to be my my goal was to be uh, you know. And this is a hard thing to match was like, I want to be the top trainer in the world. Number one, like there's no way to measure that, but I have so many transformations, but that's not even really something that I'm wholeheartedly interested in pursuing anymore is just the physical part of, you know, fitness coach. Mm. So I started to realize like I'm, I'm always seeking something outside that can only be found within. And that started a whole another journey and brings part more of the spiritual part of what it is, uh, what authentic fitness, mo- our fitness business means. Mm. Wow. Lot to unpack there. You've been through a lot, like real fast, man. And I know what that's like. Like, it's like all of a sudden you're like, well, I feel like I have the right attitude in my head, but all of a sudden these things just keep happening to me and they keep happening. They keep happening. How was it that you were able to continue to look at the light through that, time because i think i mean i've gone through my own personal situations like that where no matter how hard i try just like the roadblock keeps hitting another roadblock another roadblock how did you stay strong through that time and stay i know that like in your brain you're saying to yourself i know that it's going to get better how did you do that oh i didn't i broke did you i broke yeah for sure absolutely it was uh you know and i I broke two times and each time Grace is sufficient. Like we live in a constant state of grace. So like I was going strong with everything, you know, not having money, not having anything, like whatever, sleeping in the car, whatever it got, whatever it has to be. But when my car got repossessed, it got repossessed from the gym that I was training at was a very like it was a very affluent area. Mm. All glass um gym. It was called Urban Active. It was all glass and high rise, like over a huge parking lot by the hotel, like it was in some nice part of town, mm. or ex-NFL players, um, people with uh, master degrees in exercise science, stuff like that, train here. I'm like the homeless guy, just not even certified trying to train here. So I already had wow. a little self-image of myself. All the members of this gym are um, coming from money or Ohio State students that, you know, like it's just a diff- different background I'm coming from. So like I already feel like and that was really what made all this stuff happen. Though. I had myself, it was just a self-image issue that I have of, you know, I'm from this or I have, you know, all this stuff. I don't have this degree. I don't have this experience, mm. but I was trying to like, I was always working, 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 pushing, you know what I mean? I come from a family of like, I was raised by all women and all these women were extremely hard workers. So me being the only man, I, I felt like I got to work 10 times as hard. I can't just be sitting on my hands. You know what I mean? So I did learn a lot of work ethic from my family. Um, but again, it wasn't working out. And so when, I did all that. I sacrificed all that because all my friends were, you know, 
making making money either at a job or making money in the streets. Like I was just trying to pursue my passion and was completely losing. And so when that happened, they repossessed my car in front of a in uh, an all glass gym. So like everybody saw it. My manager called me laughing from the parking lot, like, yo, they're taking your car, better come get your stuff. Damn. It was like I went down there and then it started snowing. <laughs> oh my word. So just Brandon. Just, so I'm just like I don't know what to do now. Like at that point, you know, I'm not gonna lie. My mind was just like, all right, end it. You know, it's over. Like this is it for for this physical life. Like you know, it's and it's just crazy thing about it now. But it was just like I literally couldn't see anything past that. You know, I'm like the most embarrassed. I'm already at the bottom of what I thought I could be. And then you you realize there's another bottom. Yeah, <laughs> oh, there's an endless bottom. <laughs> oh, sorry, let me end this before something else happens. And I. And luckily, I got a call from a guy named uh, Bill Shockter. If he ever hears this, still appreciate you. This guy is a very unique character. I met him one day. I was I was I used to sneak into like um, hotel gyms and try to train people. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I was. It's a good hotel. strategy, honestly. That's pretty good. Hotel gyms are nice. Yeah, and I would go in and I was just trying to train people at the hotel gym. You need a trainer. And I was working out by myself this day, and a, and a guy walked up to me in a tie-dye shirt, older guy, kind of whacked out, like, you know, I mean, almost looked kind of homeless, like, just kind of crazy. Like, <laughs> the thing about, uh, almost like Troy Casey, but he was older than him, and he just came up to me, he was like, man, you got some great biceps. He just grabbed my arms, he got some great biceps, but you got to work on those traps, man. I'm like, well, what? You know what I mean? <laughs> Get you out of here, right? Get out of here. Oh, God, crazy. And so I moved to the other side. I'm like, yeah. But he kept coming and talking to me. And so I started talking to him. And he, I don't know, it was just, just a good vibe. And he was like, take my card. And I took his card and he's architect. And I was like, oh, you're an architect? You know, he's like, yeah, he, I, I built this hotel. I'm like, what? You know, so I started, <laughs> I started talking to him. And he's like telling me all this stuff. And I couldn't find out this guy's a multimillionaire. And so I, so I asked him, I was like, you know, why do you dress like that? Like, you know, usually the architect, you know, this guy is like, you would never believe it. He just looked at him. He was like, oh, I mean, I can do whatever I want. He's like, I'm a free man. He's like, I love to go in meetings with guys who, you know, got suits on and stuff like that. And, you know, and I'm the one that's calling the shots. And, you know, so he just, mm. so when he called me, he was just checking in on me. You know, he might maybe like once every couple months check in on me. And um, I talked to him about what was going on. And I was even hesitant because I never liked to ask anything for anybody. And I didn't want him to think I was telling them so that he could kind of bail me out. Oh um, yeah, but he didn't, and I, it never came up. He was like, "What are you looking at? You know, like, what do you see? You know, what, what, what's your vision?" And uh, he started telling me about a time where he was a kid, and he uh, he was he grew up poor also, and he um, he always wanted this bike, so he just thought about the bike, and he just felt himself riding a bike, and he was just telling me this before I even knew about the law of attraction stuff. But he just like there's this bike that he wanted, and there's this fence that he that had a junkyard. A fence that covered a junkyard. He said one day he was walking past the fence and something told him just look in the fence. And he said he looked in there and the the bike that he always wanted was right there in the junkyard. He went over and got it and rode it out. So he's like, No way, man. Thinking about it. So then he's like, Another thing that you need to do to set yourself apart is you need to start peacocking. And I was like, What's peacocking? And he was like, He was telling me like how he, you know, what he was wearing made him stand out um, because from the environment that he's in. Right. all these trainers, you guys all have uniforms, right? And like, yeah, he's like, you need to wear the brightest shoes you can find. <laughs> and I'm like, what? But eventually, I, I you know, I uh, adapted that. I asked my mom, she gave me some money, and I bought some of these big yellow shoes with <laughs> bottoms. Yeah, yeah. And I did. I did stand out. I did that peacocking thing for a long time, but, you know. Peacocking, man. Wow. What a, I get why he calls it that, though. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So, like. You know, those, like looking at that, and I think the thought, I think that that, what he put into my mind was, for one, more than anything, I talk about this a lot, is just, it wasn't so much because another person could have gave me that same advice, but at the frequency that I was in, I wouldn't have even, even been able to hear it. Mm-hmm. But because of all of what he was and all the experiences he went through, this is a guy, you know, we used to talk, like he jumped out of, um, he used to jump out of airplanes, a parag- paragliding, I think it's called. Yeah, 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 yeah. In prison, like he lived a hard life. He broke almost all his bones in his body from uh, paragliding one day and ran into a wall. 
and learn how to walk again. Like he has so much experience. It was like when he told it to me, it wasn't just what he said, but it's all of the experience that he had that I think it helped me raise my own vibration in the in the moment that I was in. Mm. So later that day, I was just listening to some music on YouTube. And uh, you know how it has that suggestion bar on the side and like yeah. So for some reason I was listening to like Walk a Flock of Flame and like on the other side was a audio called The Stranger's Secret by Earl Nightingale. And it it peacocked me because it's like this is the older white guy with gross Yeah, like way uh, off on what's actually on there. Yeah. <laughs> I clicked I'm like, what's this? And they started talking about thought process and then it led me to Bob Proctor and it led me to um and Les Brown and just like I, I'm just I've never heard all this stuff I'm just taking mm. it all in all and I have nothing to do so you know that was uh, I mean that's what really what did it, it was like it's, it's it's not one thing it's just like a bunch of things like, that alchemize and like all of a sudden yeah thousand things dude I, you talked about something you said frequency and <laughs> how you were on a lower frequency. Maybe you can explain that to people and your understanding around what it's like to be on a lower frequency. Cause I don't think a lot of people even understand that we do vibrate at, a, at, at frequencies and that emotions vibrate at different frequencies and you attract that which you vibrate at. It's like tune into a radio station. You yeah, know? It exactly. I, 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 well, we we got to understand that people aren't consciously aware of it. Or a lot of times it's just like, it's a level of a, I, I was just talking about this today because I feel like there's a veil being lifted off my eyes even right now. You know, like you know something and then the veil comes up and you know it even. It's like the depth to yeah. what you thought it is that you knew. It's like there's so much more. Um, but yeah, it's like if, if we don't make it, if you don't say frequency, just think about the emotion that you're in. Just think mm-hmm. about the feeling. You can tell what you're thinking about based off your feelings. Like you can use your feelings as a gauge. I tell some of my clients, like, you know that you're in proper alignment by how you feel. If you start to feel anxious, depressed, or um, agitated, that's like when you're on the highway and you start to feel that bump, 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 like, wake up. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, you're veering off track, you know what I mean? So you kind of yeah. bring yourself back um, into proper alignment or back into a higher frequency. And you can do that with many different things, gratitude or comedy or, you know, speaking to loved ones. Like, there's so many different meditation, breath work. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many different things that you can do, but I just feel like, like you said, as, as a radio, um, or I was thinking about it today as more like, um, like a movie, you know, I don't feel like we actually have as much freedom of choice as we think we have. Um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I believe personally, and it's just my own experience. It's like, you can't, you can go see, you can go to the movie theater. I don't even know it's out right now. Let's say you went to the movie theater and you sat down to watch Joker. Like you can't change anything about that script. You know, like whatever happens within the movie, that script was already written out. The only thing that you could choose is to disengage from the theater by backing out of the seat, walking out of the theater by not judging it. Because if you mm-hmm. judge it, you know, when you're watching movies, like, this movie sucks. Or, or you can judge a positive, like, yo, this is great. It's the best movie. You're so engaged. You become so emotionally attached to the character that, you know, somebody could say a joke in a, in a movie and you start to laugh. Something sad can happen and you start to cry. Like, you have physical reactions to something that you're purely perceiving and taking in through just one of your five senses. You know, I think that's why so many religions are like, judge not, you know, don't don't judge it. Right, right. Because when you don't judge it, you kind of keep a, a distance between what's happening and your actual self. And then you can leave the theater and move in and to watch another movie. So if you don't like the Joker, you don't like the action, you can watch a comedy. You know, I think that, you know, these are these are the different frequencies and the different vibrations or the different uh, life scripts. There's a thing, there's something called reality surfing, reality trans surfing. Mm-hmm where there's a reality based off the frequency that you're in. You know, if you keep yourself into a high vibration, you feel good. Right. Good things happen. You feel bad. Bad things happen. You know what I mean? It's, it's just sowing and reaping. Yeah. You, you, Hence your car getting towed and then it starts snowing. <laughs> right. And, uh, and then before, but I'm telling you before that, it was like, um, a dog bit somebody. I paid them all of, all of my money not to call the cops and we still got evicted. And then, 
Oh, at a U-Haul. Word. U-Haul got, I didn't know you can keep a U-Haul overnight. So U-Haul report is stolen. I'm stressed out because the U-Haul report is stolen. Run into a school bus. Like, it's just like back at, no, then after that, ran into, I got, finally got the stuff into the uh, storage center where I can put all my stuff because I'm trying to make a quick transition. I'm thinking about, man, I ran into a school bus. Like, I'm, I'm losing, I'm tripping. The U-Haul is so big, it gets stuck on a fence and pulls some of the fence out the ground, pulls Oh, and you all drives the whole thing. It's like, this is like, all oh, this is like 24 hours. It's like, boom, boom, boom. boom. Holy crap, man. My yeah. God. But then also, too, you got those days where you just vibe and high and it's like, can't go wrong, right? You You're know? right. How, what are the practices that you do to help recognize those moments that you're in that low vibration. Cause I think sometimes people don't even recognize that they're vibrating low. Cause it takes, especially when you're vibrating low, man, because it takes over and it's like, it needs to be fed. Like once you, it, like once you start vibrating that low, it feels like it's like a, it's something inside you that needs to be fed. And it, you almost just start looking for stuff to get underneath your skin and you might not even realize it. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. So what is like, do you have practices that you do to help you recognize that? Or is this, what do you, how do you recognize that in yourself? How did you get to a place of recognizing the difference between your low vibrating self and your high vibrating self other than emotions? Cause I think some people already experience a feeling of their emotions, but they can't get how to reframe, how to do the reframe part of it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's really hard to say because there's been so many times where it's just like, I mean, it's been times where I've been listening to, I remember one day I was walking on a, on a college campus. I was speaking to these kids. Um, I did this little mentoring program. And I was, I was listening to the audio book of uh, um, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Oh, beautiful I, book. Amazing book. I was literally just walking and I took steps. And then I was like, I literally just stepped into a higher awareness. So it's like, sometimes it can just happen like that. It's been many times it just happened like that. Um, like an but, aha moment almost? Yeah, it's not, but it's not like an aha moment. It's, it, it's really nothing to do with my thing. It's, it's, it's literally like a whole different dimension. You know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's completely different. Those knowing something different other than the average thinking process um, and being able to recall that reminds me of like the way that I'm thinking, the way that I'm feeling is not all that there is. So it's like, I'm always, I'm looking to go home. Like I have a, like a home state, you know, like this isn't like, this is a frequency that I've made comfortable. And I know that this is like, um, like if somebody cuts you off and you always get angry at certain things, like I know that this is a common frequency, like this is a habitual frequency, but I know that this isn't my home frequency mm. because I know of other states that I've been in that I would enjoy better. So it's kind of like a contrast like the way that I'm feeling versus the way that I like to feel. You, you, you know, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. So I kind of look, I kind of look for those other, those other states. Um, like, but there's the, you know, the everyday, like, like today, for example, like um, this week I've had moments of just like, boom, breakthrough, just, and it's easy and there's nothing that can go wrong. But today it's not like there's anything wrong, but I'm just not, it's just like, I'm not vibing at that state. So I've meditated more. I've read more. And what I look at it is like, it's, I look at it like being in the gym. Like you got, you have those days where you just, you know I mean? You just go in and you just killing it and you feel great. And that's great. But like, those aren't many of the days, you know, no, I mean? they're not every day. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But, but it really isn't those days where you make your most improvement either though. It's really those days that you didn't want to go to the gym. It's really those days where you, you got to get into it. You know what I mean? You move and you're pushing yourself. And I feel like when I'm having these days, you know, like we're having, to, like I'm having today, um, where I feel like I'm not at that state. Like, again, I'm not in a low vibration, but I'm not in a vibration where I want to be. And I'm doing, but it's making me do more reading. It's making me do more meditation. You know what I mean? Like I'm actually digging deeper within myself. So uh, I actually wrote this down. It's so it's amazing. You said that yeah. I wrote this down. <laughs> That is amazing. Like, I literally wrote this down on the top of my page. Oh, I love it. Our idealization of comfort is a dilemma because the opportunities for growth are brought to us in our discomfort. This is why my peace has been so fragile. That is, yes, I was literally thinking about this today. I was like, why is my peace so damn? My peace is fragile. It's like I feel amazing one time. It's like 
why is it up and down, up and down? It's not super high and super low like it was prior to, you know, me becoming more conscious or like awakening or whatever it's called. Mm. It's not like that. But still, with everything that I know and I've experienced, why is my peace so fragile? And, I, and yeah, it's my idealization of comfort because I do want to be in pure bliss. Right. The time. I think everybody does, right? Yeah. But you don't grow there. And that's, that's the, that is the, the, the human condition. I think you just, you just put it in a nutshell right there. And it's so hard for people to break free, to even know that first off. Mm -hmm. And I, I, something that I've just, I've gathered through having this conversations is it seems as though what it takes is a, is a certain type of Mm self-discipline to be able to break free of that and or, or not even break free of it but learn to manage manage it and i and i and i don't know where self-discipline comes from for everybody i, I mean i know where it comes from from me and, and and it's like what we've talked about it's just an al- it's alchemization of like so many different events and people in my life that have gotten me to a place where i feel like i have to be i just gotta push myself mm-hmm. maybe there's somebody out there that doesn't have that like how did you do you think you could give somebody maybe a tactic that they could use to maybe give themselves that kind of self-discipline to push themselves? Cause sometimes people need to, to have it. They don't have anybody else and they need to find something within themselves to push themselves through that self-discipline to be able to sit down and like today, you knowing you're not on a high vibrational level. And instead of taking that day and sitting down and eating a bunch of crap food and watching Netflix all day and wallowing your self-pity, you realize that this is a moment for me to take to my higher self and I'm going to sit in meditation. I'm going to read a little bit. Maybe I'll journal. Maybe I'll do whatever it is. Maybe I'll go out, work out, run. I don't think a lot of people have that switch that flips that way. They flip to the Netflix and chill and ice cream. Yeah. What is it that somebody can do to push themselves to push into the other switch where they go, I want to connect with myself and understand this more. Man, that has been my whole, since this, like seven years ago, since I've experienced this other side, that has been all, that is authentic fitness. You know, we even created a different group, Awakening Champions is more inclusive. That has been the whole journey is like, how can we bring this in? How can we bring this to people? And what I've realized is it's like, I don't think that, I can't, I don't want to say that I don't think that you can. I think that like, the mind that wants to do this for somebody or awaken somebody or gives to somebody is also a mind that's judging somebody's process from a snapshot of what I see of them on the outside. And so judging me looking at another person, like, like for me to be able to feel like I can help somebody would be for me to judge another person's part piece of a process the little piece of their life that i'm seeing like Mm -hmm. oh you need to do this this, and this or oh you should try this and this so me judging them also lowers my vibration because now i'm also stating that i'm not in grace that not everyone is in grace and so and this is just a recent thing that i'm seeing because we tried so many different things and it seems like it works for a while but what i see that is the ultimate thing is that for me to continue to work on myself period and to keep myself in a high vibration and to do the things that really um, resonate with me and to not hide who I am anymore or, you know, just to let the natural light from within me shine onto others. If it resonates, it resonates. If it doesn't resonate, it just doesn't resonate. But people that are in any type of alignment with me, once we connect, if I'm in, if I'm in a great vibration, I see that it also brings them to a great vibration and then they can help bring others to a great vibration. And then if I'm in a lower vibration, I might be get, I might have been with somebody who, you know, last week was in a low vibration, and I was able to share light to. Uh, and, and like we call, I think it's I read Course in Miracles, and they say a miracle is just a, um, it's just an adjustment of perception. It's just it's just what you see. It's just what you mm, look. Mm. And so like somebody might've been looking at a situation and I was in a higher vibration. So I was able to see the same situation from a higher rate, not me trying to correct them or say, Oh no, it's not like that. But just me literally, because I'm not thinking at that, that frequency, I literally just don't see that. And so because I don't see that and I don't agree with that, it creates doubt 
within their mind and it gives mm-hmm. them the opportunity to maybe see things differently. Now, that might have been them last week, but if I'm off this week, because they're now in a different frequency, they could help me. I think that's why we really all need each other. Oh, to yeah. To work on ourselves for each other. So I think the best thing that you can do is really surround yourself with, because like that's what I was saying is like, before this guy, Bob, I'm sorry, Bill, but before him, people have been telling me like the same thing that he told me. Like He really didn't tell me anything that nobody else has said, mm. but he lived it to the point where his ener- energetically... He matched your vibration. Exactly. Like I, I could, it's not so like words are clumsy. Even me trying to say what I'm like, what I'm saying is not what I mean. <laughs> you know what totally I mean? get it, man. Cause we've, as, as human beings have kind of tainted the way we use our language, unfortunately, but it's just part of the human condition. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like the words was the words weren't it. I can tell you what he said, but it wasn't the words. It's everything that he actually was. All those experiences that he actually did go through. And then, made a choice under pressure, which created a diamond-like awareness within himself. So when I get on the phone, there's this one lady, Cynthia Davis, like she doesn't have anything that you can look her up, like look her up with, but she's a teacher. Mm. But you got to kind of like, I don't know how, I, like you got to kind of just find her or it's like, it's, it's weird. Cynthia <laughs> Davis is her name? Yeah, her name's Cynthia Davis. Like I have a connection, I can definitely connect you with yeah, her. Yeah, connect me with her. People would a... be able to just Google her though, is the thing. But like, you could just be on the phone with her and you just go, you just go up. Like you can feel it, right? It's crazy. Like it's been so many times where I didn't know, and I just got on the phone. It's just like, oh, you know what I mean? It's like, dang! Like, well, how do you how do you do this? She doesn't say anything. It's it's it's, it's just you can feel her emotion. It's just what it. It's just like oh, it's that's just, beautiful. She's gone through so many years of actual experience, and like does so much of of her own inner work. She's not trying to tell you or teach you anything. It's really a casual conversation, but it's something else in between the words. Mm. Like It's like she creates potential. Yeah, she holds a space for you. Yeah. Like she, she's, at a, she's at a frequency, and then she holds a space for you to be at the frequency and just however much time you're on there. Like, it's, uh, I remember one time, I was so, it was like 2016 or something. You know, I was so uncertain about everything. You know, I had made a bad business investment, investing into people who didn't want to actually do business. And like, I just lost, I mean, we lost everything. And like, I, I, and then rent was about to be due. Like, it was just like one of those, like- what? Another one of those moments, right? <laughs> and I'm like, Yo, but now I got a family. I'm like, what the heck? Like, this happened out of nowhere. Cause pr- just prior to that we were having, that's why like this outside world is so up and down, like, you really have to disengage with the movie because it's continuously up and down. Mm. You have to understand that like it's a movie, but I was kind of wrapped up in what was going on. And um, so I got on a, I'll just call it, I just reached out to her. It's like, you know, we talked and she was kind of like asking about my day. She's like, you know, look out the window. What do you see? You know, I'm like the window. I'm looking out to the <laughs> like a guy walking by. People I describe, describe the scene, and I'm just like saying like very basic stuff. But I'm telling you, as I went by, as as I'm describing it, it was like I was right there for the first time. Like I hadn't been in my own, I hadn't been present in forever. Mm. You know, and I was always like, what's going to go wrong? What's going to go wrong? And then she was like, okay, close your eyes. She just did this little, you know. Um, thinking about something and not thinking about something. Kind of like just, yeah. I think it was like playing with both hemispheres in my mind or something. Almost like, yeah, just making, making you disassociate with new associations. Mm-hmm. And yeah. after that, and this is why I know the frequency is a main, main thing because after that, nothing had changed about my outside situation, but I changed. Like I was no longer in that fearful state. And so me and my wife came up with the idea and we ended up, <laughs> you know, Booming. I'm talking about like it was just it just took off. It's wow. like the answers to what you need are always there, but you but you gotta tune into it. Mm, you gotta tune to the channel. You have to yeah. tune your frequency there because it's like you can't listen to that radio station if you're not tuned to the channel. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh man. Dude. So we talked about a couple other things and it's something that I noticed in here is you have a, 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 there's something that seems you live very faith driven like that. It's, you had this moment where you felt like nothing was going to work out. And then there was this flip. It seems that you got into the place where it was going to work out. 
mm-hmm. how important is it now for you to maintain that faith? And what is it that you do to maintain that faith that things are going to work out and that it's not going to all fall apart and get into the bad side? I guess I'll just do like a, a lot of introspection. I read the Course in Miracles. I listen to, I, I love to listen to other people um, who I respect, story. And I just think about like, you know, everybody has a goal, right? Like they wanted to achieve. Like I've got goals on my board, but these aren't my real goals. You know what I mean? Like these are goals of in the world. These are goals to do with my time. But who I actually want to be is like Christ, like Buddha, like Muhammad, like these people who are actually like, they didn't live a life without an outside conflict. It was always they were like, normal people, like you basically. Exactly, but it was just what was within them that they mm. left that space open, so that even when they walked to the situations, like they dissolved the situations as they walked to them. Like that's possible. You see, mm. he said, but it doesn't matter what your faith. If you're like a hardcore, you know, hardcore Christian, it says those that believe will be able to do the same works I've done and greater. And then there's so many different people, like. There's so many different people from different parts of the country who have the same story or the world that have the same story um, that it's like, I just, I just always, always think about like, you know, if you set a goal to be a bodybuilder, if you were going to be Mr. Olympia, you would understand, you would think about it. Okay. If you set a goal, I want to be the number one bodybuilder in the world. Then you would probably study somebody like, like um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And you would see that he threw up in a lot of his workouts. So don't think you're just about to go to the gym and hit the treadmill <laughs> and become a <laughs> you know, you've got to adjust your goal or, and, you know, so when I think about like, I don't want like, man, just think about what it what it has to feel like to not have attachment to the, to the world. And not talking about like, not want, like, it's not like I don't not want to want things or I don't want to have success or, or stuff like that. It's not that you don't want to enjoy them. Yeah, it's just like, it's like, um, I've seen, um, there's a guy in our, in our um, company, I partnered with a company called Purian, um, and there's this guy named Raw, Raw the Earth on Instagram, and he had this motorcycle, and I, I guess the po- yesterday the postman was walking by and was like, man, I love that motorcycle. He gave him that motorcycle. What? He just gave it to him. See, you that know, stuff, I love that stuff, man. Exactly. So it's not like you don't have things, but he knows like, like you know, you get like, the world is based off sowing um, sowing and reaping. Like it's all energy. It's, it's all energy. You know, what's going is coming. What's going is coming. Think about the frequency that he had to, that he had to be on for one to even uh, have the idea to do that, to even be able to hear the voice that said do that. Then think about the frequency that he rose to by able to give a gift like that. Like he got way more out of that deal. You know what I mean? But most people well, can't do that because it's like, then, then what am I going to drive? And what am I going to do? It's all this fear-based living. Mm. So, truly, again, it's not like I'm somebody who's like, oh, yeah, I just want to huddle up in a cave, not have nothing. Like, no, I want to enjoy everything, but I, but I want to enjoy. I don't want to be a slave to anything. I want to enjoy everything. And, again, like you were saying, how can we help people? It's like I want to be like, you know, someone whose consciousness is so high of frequency that I am able to be of service my energy be of service more than my actions be of service. But, but because I was here in this space, I was of service because I live in this state. You know what I mean? Hold on. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. There it goes. Sorry about that. Someone tried calling me. No, um, texting me online. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it's a good point to kind of close it up first. This is only my second podcast. So, learning oh. as i go along this is only the second one brandon you're the kyle was my first one you're my second one man so that's what's up man i appreciate you having me on as dude the beginning of something great i i hope so man and i'm gonna tell you everything that you said in this i think is gonna help so many so many people because you you have a you, you we talked about so many things that and, and i think for me you you kind of brought everything in to a very digestible thing that it all comes from an inside place. Like it's an inside job and you hear everybody say it, but the more and more people you talk to, you find out how true that really is, that it's an inside job. And everything that you said today really helped me realize that there are some things that 
just in the attachment thing, like you talked about just a second ago that, you know, I, yeah, I, I want to enjoy it, but I want to enjoy it authentically. And I think that's yeah. why it's so perfect that the name of your fitness company is authentic because you take a word, we talked about how language has been jumbled mm-hmm. and you t- you're taking a word and giving it the meaning. I think that it's, that it's designed to have okay. that. So I, I, mean, I appreciate you. I appreciate all it is that you do. Uh, Thanks so much for doing this, man. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate oh, this is awesome. I am happy to be, you know, one of one of the first, you know, yeah. one of the largest podcasts that have impacted millions of people. You know, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that story. I was that's there. the goal, <laughs> man. That's and that's the goal. And if for you to see that without me telling you that, yeah. that's how I know that our energies match. And I think that that's why we decided to connect in the first place is because that first meeting that we had with the quantum transcendence healing with the heart meeting, I knew I needed to talk to you deeper. Everything you were saying was just, it was hitting my brain like lightning strikes one after another, after another. And I just immediately felt this soul connection with you. And uh, I think that you're a rising tide, man, and you're raising a lot of ships. So I'm so grateful to know you. I'm grateful that we've become friends in this short period of time. I'm excited to, to, to become deeper friends and get into more stuff and yeah just get to know you more man so thank you so much we're on a journey man yeah man i'm just enjoying it day by day like you brother but hey thank you again for having me on especially to be one of your early guests is, is cool and also i want to tell you like i did a um for our awakening champions i in- interviewed uh one of our partners he's in new mexico he's a permaculture farmer and Man, what you're doing is not easy. You know? like, I, I didn't prepare. I'm like, oh yeah, I talk to I talk to Jesse all the time. So we get on and talk to him. But no, it's different when you're like interviewing somebody. So you do you are naturally, especially for us to be your second one, are doing an amazing job. So oh, look, thank you so much. You're doing great, man. I know your listeners are gonna be uh, pleased. So well, all I appreciate right. you, man. Thank you so much again, and uh, have a great night. And we'll talk to you soon, Brandon. Thank you all so right. much, brother. Take care. See you later. Peace. Hooey. Brandon O'Shoden. Thank you, brother. That was awesome. Dude is the absolute man. And thank you, everybody, for joining me on this episode with Brandon. I uh, hope he inspired you to get out there and get after your dreams and let nothing get in your way. Because if you listen to Brandon's story, he didn't let anything get in his way. And he's making incredible progress in life and helping a lot of people on, along the way. Um, he's a plethora of knowledge. He's a great dude. Uh, if you'd like to connect with him and learn more about him on all the platforms, and he's available, uh, Authentic Fitness, Awakened Champions, Brandon O'Shoden. I'll have the links to all those in the show description. Um, thank you guys so much. I hope everybody is staying healthy out there and trying to make the best of all this. This is an opportune time to capitalize on things that you've put off for a very long time. So... Don't waste it, enjoy it, see the light, and be a light for everybody. So thank you so much, everybody, and we'll see you on the next episode. Get out there and make some shift happen in your life today. Peace, everybody.